So obviously want to dig into the new album and the Bass Strikes Back tour, but I, I feel like we have to kind of set the table and go back a, a few years ago to the original Bass Strikes Back tour and, and this whole pandemic craziness that started back in March of 2020. And I kind of felt like you guys coming back from that tour and at the same time getting sick is kind of when it all came to be reality. Like, oh my God, this is a real thing. This is happening. But I wonder if you could take me back to coming back on that flight from the Bay Strikes Back tour and how you were feeling at that time and kind of walk us through that whole uh, that whole COVIDness. Well, the tour was amazing, you know, although, you know, at some point, you know, maybe around the midpoint or so, um, we started realizing something really going on here. You know, obviously, we're following the news. It really started chasing us around Europe. You know, um, we would play a show and uh, that night at midnight, they would put gathering restrictions on that would have eliminated the show we just played we only had two cancellations and uh which was you know a blessing because you know if the tour had started two weeks later we'd have all been in financial dire straits and uh you know then we are waiting to fly home we hear that they're shutting down airports you know and uh we don't think we're even going to be able to get home because the initial report was closed not closed to everybody but americans coming home or not at midnight just you know we had a little brief panic attack that we're stuck in Europe. But, uh, you know, we got home, got sick, several of us, you know, no one more so than Will Carroll. And uh, then the world went to ish. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. How, how was it for you? I mean, I'm knock on wood, I haven't gotten it yet, but I'm kind of curious, how was the COVID battle for you? How did it make you feel personally? Oh, terrible. I've never been so sick in my life. Um, you know, for it took me 11 days, I think, to actually get a test, you know, because then tests were you know, hard to come by. And I had to, like, throw some tantrums in my wife as well to get a test. And by the time I, I got my, you know, I got a test, it took 11 days to get my results back. Wow. And by then, I'm already feeling better. But yeah, I tested positive. I lost 16 pounds in like 10 days. Wow. Initially, you know, like, you know, couldn't eat. Everything tasted like garlic powder. <laughs> it's really <laughs> weird. Some people talk about losing their sense of smell and taste. Uh, everything tasted like garlic powder. I hate stuff this day now. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. And then also during that time, I believe you went uh, sober, gave up drinking too, right? No, that was a little later, you know, sitting around during the pandemic, uh, you know, getting depressed. I can't work. My drummer's battling cancer. Uh, world gone to shit. I live in the, kind of in the hills, and it's this most beautiful spot you could ever live in, and the beautiful weather, and I was sitting outside, just nothing to do, but drink, day drinking, you know? And then you realized that maybe it's time to stop at that point? Yeah, you know, it's starting to cause me some mood swings, and it's never happened to me in my life. You know, I've always been, you know, a happy drunk and you know in the in the world of heavy metal and rock and roll i'm just like pretty much a teetotaler you know it's like i drank some beers i was first guy in bed every night but you know it took a pandemic not decades of heavy metal to like (laughs) put me down you know well i'm kind of curious too and you know we're talking about this whole time when you guys had gotten back and then you got over the covid had you written anything for persona non grata yet or did you guys start writing at that point now, I had a lot of stuff written in the can, you know, um, some finished, some ideas, you know, some things fleshed out more than others. Uh, you know, some things I never used, some things became some of the best stuff on the album, and we used it at the 11th hour of the recording session, you know, because I get really OCD about riffs, and, you know, I will, like, not listen through to the thousands of riffs I got 
because I got something new. You know, I'll, you know that's, <laughs> I don't want to sit and, and rifle through my voice recorder notes on my phone and uh, to find some other stuff. I got this other thing. <laughs> but Tom will make me go and listen. And we'll sit together and listen to it. And he'll go, wait a minute, wait, play that one again. That was really killer. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. You know, and speaking of Tom, worst problems I have than too many riffs, you know. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Tom, I, I, his song, his song on the album, I think is is my favorite on the album, The Years of Death and Dying. And I also wanted to give a shout out. Great to see him back up there and playing the drums and healthy again. But I understand he wrote that tune, that wrote the lyrics to that tune. Yeah, you know, it's something he was working on for a long time. And, he, he, you know, Tom is prior to this song, he had had one lyrical The Exodus album and it was on the first album. You know, um, I said, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, show me what you got. And, uh, and the stuff was really good you know he needed a little help finishing it just because you know he would get like real indecisive and, and he's like man i'm just trying to come up with a line here and he just you know, I said you just got to do it because <laughs> i'll get up in the morning when we were recording and work on a song and i come out i don't come out of the room until it's done yeah but the stuff he wrote was amazing and you know we um we added some lines here and there you know to reference you know some current passings like eddie van halen you know it's like mm-hmm. you know he was still currently working on the song Tom was and uh you know I said dude we have to like you know put a nod in here to to the king you know we just lost him like that day you know so it was very um current you know and uh it's one of my favorite songs too I can't wait to play it on this tour I gotta say that solo is just off the chain like you it almost sounds like you're breaking the guitar at the beginning with the whammy bar and then you just start shredding and flying I I love that I'm kind of curious was that like a one taker or or did that take a few to get through I took a few, you know, um, some songs I go in and I have like, you know, by the time I sit down and hit, they hit record, I've got like a really, you know, a finished product kind of in hand already. And other times I don't. And that one, you know, I just kind of like work through sections until I, I liked the way it flowed and then tried to like get, you know, a really good take of it, you know, once the ideas are there. For me, there's always a level of improvisation on everything. Even the really worked out stuff, there's always like, I'll, I'll stick something in and, and hope I can ever possibly replicate it later. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Even that whammy, at the beginning of that whammy bar, when you're, like I said, sounds like you're breaking the strings. I imagine that might even be hard to do live, but I'm sure you got it figured out. That's the easy part. Yeah. <laughs> The whammy bar part. That's easy. You just make some random noise, you know. But then doesn't that also kind of take the, stu- the strings out of tune a little bit, too? No, no. That's the beauty of a Floyd Rose and uh, a well-stretched-in set of strings. You know, they they stay solid if you know how to set them up. Well, speaking of the live show, let's get into it. Uh, we got you on the Bass Strikes Back Tour, House of Blues of uh, Anaheim. And any trepidation going back out on this one? Or is it like, finally, it's happening? Dude, I'm so stoked. There's no trepidation whatsoever <laughs> it's been a long time i mean you know from coming home from that tour you know and with covid and then the shutting down of the world and all that by the time i played another show you know and i haven't toured since then but we have finally played you know like three shows i think maybe four mm-hmm. and uh i was two years older you know, <laughs> kind of crazy. I was 55 at the end of that tour and I was 57 the next time I hit, a st- hit the stage, you know. <laughs> and when you're in your 50s and pushing up to 60, you don't have time to like waste a couple of years, you know, in between. So, you know, I'm I'm super excited. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be a great show and, and great that uh, now Dave Lombardo is part of uh, Testament and another old friend uh, in the mix 
something a little different than last time. Dearest friend. So, you know, like the first thing, and when I heard the rumors, you know, like first thing I did was text him and he said, no, there's no truth to that. And then put in a little wink, wink emoji, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like, and I said, I won't say nothing, but we're very excited about touring together, you know, because we totally enjoyed our time together in Slayer and him and I spent a lot of time together on days off, like hunting out like a good, you know, kebab in England or whatever and, and going out and like, you know, just exploring. And, um, and, uh, so we're really, really excited to be able to tour together again. Yeah. Definitely looking forward to it. And you'd mentioned it, got to talk a, a little bit of Slayer, but the past decade or so of the band and kind of curious for you looking at back on your time with them. What, what is the highlight for you personally? Was it being on the Slayer record, the big four, the very last show at the forum kind of talk to me about your time in Slayer. What stands out to you the most? It's all like a very one big highlight. Maybe, you know, that last final show, you know, it, it was a special moment. You know, um, the last band photo we did, group photo, was on our way to the stage and we all look like we're on our way to our own funeral, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we look nervous, you know, and it doesn't happen to Slayer. We don't get nervous. You know, we're animals, you know, and same Exodus doesn't get nervous either, you know. But we looked kind of green, Around the gills, you know, um, <laughs> little like, you know, swallow like gulp. <laughs> okay, here we go. But once the show started, it was epic. Yeah. Remarkable experience. And I was honored to be a part of it and to um, carry the torch for Jeff. Was there a favorite Slayer tune for you to play? Was there one that stood out to you that you really liked playing every night? Oh, yeah. Hell awaits. I love playing that song. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> that a great was, one. Especially when we had the pyro. You know, when we had the pyro, obviously that's the song that we really turn it up. And <laughs> it was it was rad. You know, every young kid was starting to play heavy metal and learn, loves heavy metal and he's starting to learn to play guitar. You dream of that stuff, you know, fire on stage and all that. And yeah, I got to live it, you know, and I never will again because it's ridiculously expensive putting on that kind of show. <laughs> and Exodus, if Exodus had the money to do it, we were like, well, we got bills to pay, let's just keep it. <laughs> Being able to live that kind of a metal production was epic, totally yeah. epic. I felt like it burned my my eyebrows off just being in the front row. So I imagine your back getting lit up every yeah. night. Well, it's, yeah, imagine getting like six feet away from it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> then you imagine being Paul Bostaff stuck there in the middle of it. You oh, know? Yeah. It's, it's hot. <laughs> you get off stage and you're really not that sweaty because you're kind of getting dried out intermittently you know, during the show. Ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Dude, I appreciate all the time. Uh, one last thing I got to hit you with, uh, speaking of old friends, we're one of those old school radio stations that uh, does mandatory Metallica every night at 10 o'clock, which you're going to be a part of. And I don't know if I've ever co- quite heard the story. It was great to see Kirk helping out on Salt the Wound on the prior album, Blood In, Blood Out. But I don't know if I've ever heard the story of the first time you met Kirk Hammett. Uh, the first time I met Kirk was in my high school music room, Richmond High, you know, and Exodus came and played. Tom Hunting grew up like 50 yards from my house, you know, across from a park, but he went to a different school. Huh. He went to De Anza High, where Kirk did. You know, I, I knew Tom. I'd seen him around, but I didn't know him that well. But I, I was really good friends with the other guitar player in Exodus, Tim Agnello, who I did know. And, I, you know, they came in and played in the music room. And, and it was awesome, even though, you know, Kirk sang another piece of meat. And it was just really awful. You, know, you could imagine <laughs> Kirk Hammett trying to sing Klaus Mine at his greatest. <laughs> like, that was bad. But, you know, there's something about, like, you know, even though I'd been to many concerts, 
concerts, being in a room and hearing an electric guitar, like, you know, that up close and personal, it was kind of like a special moment for me because I'd never experienced it, you know, Um, only seen guys on stage. I'd never like, you know, stood five feet away and it was killer. I totally, that's what I wanted to do. And then we went to see Ted Nugent and the Scorpions together and uh, we became like best of friends from that first time we hung out. Wow. So it was just bonded instantly. Instantly. Yeah. And then, and then he said, you want to learn to play guitar? And I said, yeah. And he taught me the basics and some chords. And I think the first thing he ever taught me was some Rolling Stone song and a couple of licks and all that. And six months later, I was in the band. You know? Wow. That's great. Great story. So you guys just hit it off immediately. You guys were the, the bromance brewing even way back then from the moment yeah. you met. Yeah. And then we, we spent a lot of time getting up to no good. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no good at all. <laughs> well, it was great to hear him on on Salt the Wound and come back and kind of show his roots on that. And, and just in wrapping up, uh, kind of curious, do you have a, a favorite Metallica song we could play for Mandatory Metallica? Um, I'd have to go with, uh, you know, I got a lot of favorites. That's like one of those tough questions. But um, one's always near and dear to my heart is uh, Damage Incorporated. Oh, I love it. Any, any experiences with Cliff, just thinking of the Master of Puppets era? Yeah, we spent a lot of time partying together. You know, um, you know, we always greeted each other with a headbutt. I missed one, so I hit him in the nose. I felt really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't headbutt each other when you've been drinking, people. You know, your aim is everything. That's for sure. You know, you're like sitting there and you're like, just swing your head wildly and... If you don't catch the forehead, you know, it's bad. <laughs> it's all bad. Beautiful, man. Thank you so much for the time and the great music. And can't wait to see you out there at the House of Blues Anaheim. Right on. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at MikeZ967. And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming online at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.